0: And welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, splish splash, I was taking a bath. You know that? Oh, God. It's not even Saturday. <laughs> it's not even Saturday. And you know what days are good for, for swimming? February. Anyway, so today, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best. We live in the middle of the desert. This is not the right top eight debate for us to be talking about, Really? But it is a theme that I quite enjoy. This week, I'm just going to jump right into telling them what, what we're talking about. Because <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm, I've already gone off the rails. I may or may not you have. You are. Yeah. But So our theme this week, it's a top eight debate about nautical games. And I remember us discussing this last year. And at that time, I know we did not have enough games to to debate.
1: Not yet. Actually, we just barely squeaked into this one as well. Yeah. Because I had the teeth for uh, my honorable
0: mentions. I'm not saying I had a lot more, but I did have enough to debate apparently.
1: One game on this list, I remember playing and I remember enjoying it. But I don't remember too much about it.
0: So then when that one comes up, let's hope you you draw it for me. Unless I have also forgotten about it. (laughs) Which is absolutely possible. Yeah,
1: that's why I have this lovely list over here. Just in case where I could do like a quick glance. Okay, Mm -hmm. I remember.
0: Yep, yep, just in case we need to. (laughs) So specifically, uh, we're going to be talking about nautical games. And we're going to be having our normal top 8 debate. Which is going to be good fun because we we always love these. And we also put... uh, a poll up on the board game revolution group on facebook to see and had people vote for it and comment on one of their uh some of their favorite
1: and remember this is also the second week of our giveaway That's so right. you're going to be getting a code name a little bit later yep. so you got to send it to our email at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com uh and the subject line you say you don't remember do you no no, nope, I don't remember. In a subject line, you say horrified. Oh, horrified. Yes, okay. And then you say in the <laughs> body, you say the code phrase. That gives you a, a vote into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're doing is you get a vote for every time you send us an email with the code phrase. Yep. You get there's a There's going
0: to be a different code phrase for every, every week. week. So Until sure uh, to uh, March
1: 11th. March 11th, that's right. Um, we'll get you, well, we're going to do the math real quick to find out where the cutoff is for the podcast side of it, because mm-hmm. if you're watching us live on Twitch, you've had a couple weeks head start. That's right. Uh, but also, you're going to get a code phrase. That's going to give you one point every time you uh, give us the email.
0: Yep. Uh, the, Last week's episode g- gave a code phrase as well. Yeah. So go check that episode out. That and was you, specifically the, um, what are great games to play in strange places?
1: Yeah, unusual surroundings. Uh-huh. Uh, Also, if you follow us on YouTube, you get automatic. If you follow us on Twitch, automatic. Mm -hmm. And if you follow us on our official Twitter account, at EBG Podcast, that is another vote. Right now, it's only open to continental United States. We're going to see the logistics if we can sit it elsewhere because as you can see i got a canadian's hat on right now
0: right you're (laughs) you're really in theme we're going nautical games in the desert wearing a canadian hat (laughs) that makes sense that's in theme with our with our podcast we don't make sense
1: at all so i'm not surprised no we never have and nor
0: nor should we at this point yeah i I think that right now we're so set in our stones that we're just gonna Set our ways. Setting yeah, our stones, stones really. <laughs> Set our ways that we're just going to to go with it and, and play it by ear. Or uh, play it by stones, really. <laughs> God, you're so all over the place today. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's been a long week, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
1: you're telling me it's been a long week. That's right. I've that's only the... worked two days this week because I had Sunday off, and I'm still tired. Well, I
0: clearly work two days this <laughs> week because it's... Tuesday. Anyway, so let's talk nautical games. Why did we pick
1: this theme? Uh, Because it's something different. And also because there's a lot of games on here that we really, really enjoy and really don't debate too, too often. There's one... Lahav is one of our more common so um, is Underwater Cities. so is
0: Underwater Cities. But that's probably about the extent of it. Yeah. Most of the others, uh, I think we have... we Debated about every rated.
1: single one of them except for yeah. our 7th seed Deep at least one time.
0: Yes. No, have we debated Century Eastern Wonders before? Not
1: Eastern Wonders, yet. Uh, we do, we've yeah. We've we always done Century. Or, yeah. actually, it was Gollum Edition because that's a higher rated one.
0: Right, exactly. Century, Golem Edition, or Spice Road, whichever flavor you want. Yeah. E- either one we've debated. But... Um, yeah, I mean, Raiders of the North Sea, yeah, we've debated that a bit. America, not much, maybe two or three. I know, I, I know for Stephon.
1: sure Stefan Feld. I don't, I but know there We never there was...
0: debated Stefan Feld. We just did his breakdown. No, we did. Have we debated Feld? Yeah. I don't
1: believe we did. me the Bible.
0: All right, now we're going to... Live interaction, yep, that's right. <laughs> we got to settle this now. I'm fairly certain. But who knows? Who knows? We're going to check this... I'm just going to be talking, filling time, as usual. Was that really a debate? All right. Yeah, these are the ones we've done. All right. It's more than I thought we did. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of debates. Yeah. All right. Well, we're like,
1: uh, this is like the 47th, I think, top eight debate? Yeah, something like that. I lose track after the third or fourth. Actually, I can check real quick. Nah. you know what? Let's just go into it. We'll we'll check later. It is the 48th top eight debate. All right. So yeah, that, it's
0: not an insignificant amount that's we're,
1: we're too shy of 50 top 8 debates Wow,
0: no wonder we're running out of ideas real fast no. well,
1: You can't remember them I can't remember
0: them it's, I'm too old now Yeah, that's it's, it My memory is jogging me
1: well, when you, Once you turn 30, it goes all downhill
0: Right, all downhill from here That's alright Well, wow, this, this uh, has really gone to a depressing slope of topic here but no, actually, so nautical games, back on topic, this is actually one of my favorite, if not my fa- my fully favorite theme in board games.
1: Mm. I, I don't
0: know if you knew that about me, but like, because most of my games that I like don't have nautical themes. But Most some, of the games
1: you like don't have themes. They don't
0: have themes in general, right? Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, like, there's something that if somebody tells me, ooh, this is a nautical theme, and not like... like I'm on boats or, like, pirates and stuff. I, I don't... Like, that. that's fine. But when it's, like, deep-sea diving and, like, ocean, oh, ocean gonna, and I'm all gonna, that
1: stuff... I'm actually going to change one of my things because it wasn't on the list, but it fits this category. Okay, that's fine. But, yeah, it's it's one
0: of those things where... I don't know why. I get really genuinely excited about this theme. And I've always enjoyed games that have this nautical under-the-water theme. There was, a, there was a game for the Wii... Endless Ocean. Do you remember have you ever played that?
1: No, I actually like good games.
0: No, Endless Ocean is, is a fine game. It's more <laughs> like uh an exploring game. It's there's not much combat. Uh, exploration
1: not- was the last top eight <laughs> debate, so
0: Right, no. But it makes sense because you're just a deep sea diver and you're just trying to catalog fish like for science. There's even a mode where where you can upload your MP3s into the Wii, and you could just sit at the back of the boat looking at this lovely sunset, and it's just playing music. (laughs) Like, it's not even... It's like a screensaver. It's so dumb. But Uh, the game itself is actually really, really calming and, and relaxing, and I've always, like, Echo and...
1: All, Echo wasn't a bad yeah. game. That was, It was also a difficult game. It was
0: very difficult. It was terrible. Most
1: of the, the, the Sega games back in the day were just ridiculous. Yes. Uh, going off the rails yeah. all, again, you, you were just reminding me not too long ago about Lion King where yep. you're teasing your son with it.
0: Yep. <laughs> Paid him $2 for every level he could pass. He passed how many levels? He earned $2. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he's a pretty hardcore gamer, but... I'm a pretty
1: hardcore gamer, and I could barely handle Lion King. I don't think I ever
0: beat that game. No, most people haven't. Anybody who says that they have, they
1: lie. I've seen the ending of it just because I looked at people online. But yeah, that that game is ridiculous. Just to see if an ending exists. Yeah, I I (laughs) got so frustrated with that game when I was younger. Yeah, so frustrated. No, that's that's understandable. To the point where I played the SNES version because it was easier.
0: (laughs) Of course. Right. It, yeah, I I don't blame you, but no, like I've always loved the underwater, like mm-hmm. uh, ocean diving. Like I
1: have you I tried it. the video game Subnautica? Then no, I've seen
0: it. So here's why I don't want to play it. <laughs> the, it's it looks fine for what it is, but I don't like the idea that you're also trying to defend yourself against these giant monsters and stuff. Like we would have to do that in our own ocean. Yes, agreed. But like it's just I don't know. It, it's kind of boring. It's just not that great. I don't know. It it's fine for whatever for the people who like that thing. It's like if you're on a dif- distant planet and you have to deal with like whatever aliens or weird creatures. That it's the same. It's, it feels like all the same game to me. That's why I like Endless Ocean is because it's not. I guess it's less of a game. It's more. It's closer to Animal Crossing in forms of a game than it is more like you know Astroneer or you know. You're those.
1: comparing Subnautica.
0: To, to Animal Crossing? No, I'm comparing Subnautica to Astroneer, okay. whereas Endless Ocean would be more like Animal <laughs> okay, Crossing, like,
1: right? I was like, whoa, no, no, no. that's way... I've heard, like, jumping the shark, and uh, stretching the, shark, the truth, and stuff like that. it really it
0: <laughs> Well done. Uh, Lexi B, hi, good seeing you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast tonight.
1: All right, and, uh, so... Do you want to get into this? Well, first off, let's uh, tell them what nautical games are on BoardGameGeek. Sure. Nautical games involve sailors, ships, and or maritime navigation as a major component of the theme or gameplay. Most nautical games require players to effectively control ships as an objective. That's right. And
0: so some of the ones that were on here, I'm just going to give an honorable mention of my honorable mentions. Concordia is an amazing game, and it's ranked really high on this list. I, I fully agree that Concordia should be ranked this high. It makes no sense that it's... There is boats, technically. It is not a nautical game. It's not. Yes, I know who Lexi B is, yes.
1: (laughs) And I'll leave it at that.
0: It's my sister, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's trolling. But yeah, no, um, Concordia, though, I completely agree with it being on this list, except it's really not a nautical game. It's about area control, euro card management, all sorts of fun stuff like this. It is not about nautical whatsoever, other than the fact that instead of people running through land paths, uh,
1: uh, Ithuri 3s added. If Concordia yeah. is a nautical game, then Keyflower is a nautical game. I couldn't
0: agree more. It's it, it, two games I haven't
1: played, so I can't make Keyflower that distinction. Might be
0: on this list too. That's the thing. We I don't remember if it is. But Concordia really shouldn't be. <laughs> it's kind of like calling a Ticket to Ride a traveling game. You know, it's not.
1: Well, technically it is.
0: It's closer than Concordia is <laughs> to Nautical. It is. I'll give you that. But I don't know.
1: Uh, no, they have not made a Subnautica board game. I was just... We were making a video game comparison to Nautical themes. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but I... Long story short, I like Endless Ocean. It's really good. But yeah, <laughs> Nautical games. It. I, I'm excited to debate this. And I actually came up with my three honorable mentions... No no thought into it. It's like, which three am I going to pick? This one, this one, this one. Done.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, I didn't even write them down. I know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the people's honorable mention, though. As always, just remember that we always put a poll on Board Game Revolution Community Group, and this way you can get involved with us. So you can add your own. That would be your honorable mention. As well as you can give us a comment down below why you voted the way you did. That's right. So we're going to start off by talking about Bruce's edition, which has the most votes out
0: of all of ours, and that's Nemo's War. One that I've been really excited to try I at want some to try point it. in the future.
1: But I can't try it with you because it's a solo game.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about it. It's like this big, heavy box. It's like a 50 $60 game, and it's only solo.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently there's a two-player variant, but everybody says don't touch that, so right. I'm not going to touch it. Especially since I want right. a little bit more... Gravitas with solo games, like that's why I'm in Final Girl, and so I want to try this one just because how much of an experience it is for solo players. I
0: just, I just realized was um, the crew Deep Sea Adventure in our list. No, how and Concordia
1: is. Yeah, I don't. I, you're okay. That must be a typo. Okay, <laughs> it's it not really a typo. Is. I guess it just don't consider it nautical for some reason. I, I, <laughs> I, don't know how Board Game Geek decides the things they des- they they decide flipping a coin maybe. <laughs> Apparently, like we do. Like we do. I all think. right, so the next one added on our list was Maracaibo. Now, this is on a short list that I want to play. I do own it. It's on my Shelf of Shame up there, and I do want to try it. I know you're hit or miss with Fister games so far. This is I, a Fister with so legacy aspects.
0: I've liked all of his small stuff, and in fact, no, it with the exception of Broom Service, I think that's a Fister, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm fairly certain. I know the card game is Fister. Yeah, yeah, the card game is Fister. I'm pretty sure the board game is Fister as well.
1: Sure. Yeah, uh, I've only remember playing Broom Service. I don't know if it was actually his or not.
0: Yeah, I'm fairly certain it was. But I, I yeah, there was there was one or two of his that I've played. That the the big ones just don't seem streamlined. But his small stuff, so far, I'm really digging. All right, the next one was by Ian, and he suggested Tiny Epic Pirates. I don't have this one off my shelf of shame yet.
1: Yeah, I haven't played that one. Uh, Jolene added Jaws. Jaws. Such a good game. We may talk about this a little later.
0: All right, sounds like a plan. Um, George added Explorers of the North Sea.
1: Uh, Not one I've played. played, uh, The only one I've played of the North Sea trilogy is actually on this list, Raiders of the North Sea. So Shipwrights and... Um, explorers, I have not touched.
0: Yep. And Lexi B commented on our original How is the Crew Not a Nautical game? And she replied, It's a mystery. Like, why is the sky blue or how do magnets work? Because of miracles. That's why. <laughs> if you know that reference, then I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, you said Kristen's. Randy added. No, you were. On oh, okay. Kristen added. Uh, Forgotten Waters.
1: Another one that I want to play. I, yeah. I'm a, I like plat Hat Games. This one I've sure. heard is really really good. Is app driven uh, at times because a lot of the story is based in the app. Yeah. But I don't mind that. Just letting everybody know who hasn't played it, what they're getting into. Yep. Uh, Randy added Seafall, a legacy game made by Rob Davio that didn't already have a game built for it. Yeah. Yeah. This was his first
0: foray into. Into non-prebuilt games, so yeah, uh, I'm excited to try it
1: eventually. Yeah. Now, eventually, we'll get well, into he the hears. table. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> too many legacy games right now. Jamie added also, or Jamie added uh, Endeavor, Age of Sail. Mm, no, nothing looked, about this one.
1: I've seen it. I know it's been on some people's top 100 list uh i had a chance of buying it pretty cheap because i had a uh, discount card on amazon it was on sale for like forty dollars or something like that i just i don't know enough of it that i really wanted to get into it um you skipped one ian added sleeping gods by ryan lockett we've talked about this during exploration both of us really really want to try this we just haven't got to the table our mutual friend actually owns this so
0: yeah good deal and jamie also added merchants and marauders
1: this one I'm not too familiar with. I've heard of it, but it's not something I've played.
0: Yep. <laughs> and Lexi added, or Lexi B added, I would also like to add Rampage. What are we adding things to?
1: <laughs> it's the list of Nautical Games. This is the our audience's honorable mentions.
0: That's right. Let's go into the comments and see what they said about it. That was just added into the poll. Uh, Luke said Sword and Skull, but did not add it to the poll, but it's worth noting.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, Isaac said, for me, Mara has a huge replayability with different ways to gain points in the mini legacy mode. I'll be playing this one for a while. And I was just letting him know that I own it and just haven't got to the table. There was a whole discussion about it. Some, it, it'll work for some groups. It won't work for others, but that was it. That's right. So before we get into
0: the list, uh, let's do our honorable mention first and then the code phrase, the code phrase.
1: All right. So you got the coin to do.
0: I do. So, as always, we flip our coin of doom. Let's see who's going to be talking about our honorable mentions uh, first. And J.W., I'm sorry, J.D.W.B.G. Jamaica. That is definitely going to be on our list here shortly. You're right. All right, heads, I will be going first. My first honorable mention is a game that I had to confirm if it was on our list earlier. So, I'm going to, I put that as number three just because you already know what it is. And it's a big party game by a game. A uh, designer that I'm quite a fan of, Kane Klinko, and... Oh no, is it? Or is it Roberto Fraga? I forgot off the top of my head. It's Captain Sonar. Oh, yeah. Four versus four, on opposite sides of the screen, it is live-action, real-time battleship. That's really what it boils down to. You're doing mini-games, you're trying to... The engineer is always breaking things. Uh, you need to find a way to heal up. Sometimes you have to uh, come out of the water. Which makes you skip turns and do like another annoying little mini-game. Uh, there's so many different fun things about it. But Captain Sonar is easily one of the funnest times I've had in a game that big. And it goes over every single time. The only people that I've met who, who did not like Captain Sonar... Don't like real-time games in the slightest bit anyway. And so they wouldn't have played it regardless. But... They did seem to really... They, they they appreciated it for what it was, but they didn't want to play it. Which makes sense. I get that. If you're not a real-time gamer, you're not going to like it. That's not going to win you over. But if you don't care, if you don't mind, Captain Sonar is hands down such a fun experience.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, I just haven't um, played this one. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I would play the full big version. Maybe the smaller version that you can get in like Target or something like that. It's called yeah, Sonar. Sona. It's for four players, right? Two to four. Yeah, I just that just kind of uh, a lot of people screaming and shouting and all that sort of stuff. It just right.
0: <laughs> see, and I love that. I I think it's it's just so immersive. You really feel like you're you're like struggling to get away from them. Like you're you're like whispering to each other. You're like, I oh, what well, can we just it's like, all right, we're going north. And then you have the radio technician who's listening to everything they're saying trying with this overlay trying to figure out where they could be. You have, <laughs> you know, the engineer. It's like, all right, fire the weapons. We can. not You broke them three turns ago. Uh, well, what can we do? Uh, if you go west, then, you know, we can fix this. But if we go west, they'll know where we are. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's this whole thing where it just goes better and better every time. It's so cool. You really need to give it a shot next time we're in like, a, a group setting, if that ever happens. <laughs>
1: yeah. Again, Last time we've been in a big group setting is when? Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a couple years now? Yeah. My, my first honorable mention on my list is actually not in the nautical theme, but I think it actually fits it because if uh, yeah. Aquatica is in it, then this one surely it is. It should be. Yep. And this is Abyss. Uh, Bruno Cathala card game where you're – it's also really a political game as well. You're doing politics under the sea.
0: Under the sea.
1: <laughs> so, it's got a couple interesting concepts with it. You have your push your luck on the first track. You got to pick a choice of your cards, but you you got to remember where what yep. what is where because um it gets a blind draw on that at that point uh as well going back to the push your luck if everybody else wants it they're starting to pay you this way hey on their turn if something good comes up you have the pearls to pay for that great components great artwork um i just have a really good time playing this one i do have one of the expansions i need a second one but yeah for my first pick it's abyss
0: abyss yeah it's been many years since i've played this one yeah
1: we'll have to play it again then
0: all right that sounds good and uh JDWBG says, I scream and shout in the mine. We don't play it that much anymore. Uh, which is fair. That, that, I quite like the mine. He hates it. That's fine. Uh, it is what it is.
1: It belongs in the trash right there.
0: Nope. Nope. It's a wonderful game. <laughs> I, wonderful no, game. it's not. Fantastic.
1: All right. You're, uh, All right, you're do Doom?
0: Oh, yes. We're going to do this for each one.
1: Yep. That's what also we always do. On.
0: So my next honorable mention is a game that I talk about fairly often. It is a solo, press your press your luck, roll and write game. I knew this was going to be on yeah, your list. I, Once
1: we came up with Nautical Theme, I'm like, this is going to be on his list. Yep. I didn't even need to scroll through it to see if it was there. Yeah,
0: no, I and I don't even know if it's on the Nautical. It, it probably is. It is. It is. I it saw is. it. Okay, yeah. good. That's Bargain Basement Bathysphere. Bargain Basement Bathysphere is so darn fun. All I can say is if you've heard many of the other podcasts where this would count as, um, it's a fantastic game i enjoyed the mess out of it it's real. I, I love the whole story it doesn't take itself seriously and that's on purpose yeah it's completely over the top and it's a good game on top of it um it, it's similar to deep sea adventure in, okay. in the way of how it works is that you're going down as far as you can with still having mm-hmm. air but then eventually you have to get back up
1: also um it's actually getting a physical
0: print yes by Whiskits. uh WizKids, yeah yep and you better believe I'm gonna buy it. Oh, I but that's you. bargain basement bathysphere.
1: Uh, I, I still have yet to try this. Maybe I'll try it when I I get the like the physical copy. Just because I didn't want to print all that crap out.
0: And to clarify in the notes you, or in the comments here, you know how you don't like the mind uh-huh. likes to hates dominion.
1: I don't blame her. It's, it's ugly. It's getting, sin. I'm getting no love. Here. No, <laughs> no love you're here. not. When do you ever? That's a good point. <laughs> Even your wife turns against you,
0: <laughs> but she likes Dominion at least.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. But, but then don't, she don't... married you, so there's no accounting. Whoa, cost. whoa! Under
0: the bus, under the bus. Under wow, that Oof. Uh, You're gonna have to talk with her about that. She's a furious little fighter. She'll take you out. Oh, there I'm
1: afraid go. of Stacey. That's not a problem. <laughs>
0: oh that's good
1: all right so my next one on my list is one that we both really enjoy okay um speaking of which you you did name him earlier kane Klinko, and this is dead man tell Tale, no tales Yep. i this is a really I, one. I really like this game i wish i have a copy of this um i think this one actually deserves a reprint with some nice uh it had great artwork to begin with but just like a upgraded version of it i think it's it would be phenomenal uh, it's you're working as a crew, you're trying to get as much treasure, your captain is actually pushing you to go on this ghost ship, you're fighting ghosts, and yeah. it's just oh man, the stress levels on this is ridiculous.
0: Alright. D M T N T is coming out from
1: Hmm, I'm not familiar with that one.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know, I'm not familiar with Dmtnt. So please clarify, uh, Jdw, and then tell them the story. Uh, story of deception, disappointment. That by you for me. I don't remember that story. To be honest.
1: Oh, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> I didn't know it was called Dmtnt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it all makes perfect sense now. Yeah.
0: least you will have to clarify, I don't remember the story. I apologize. Um, all but, I just remember is the only time you ever played it, you hated it. So
1: the only time I ever played it, I didn't like it. So. <laughs> All right, moving into the Coin of Doom.
0: And our last one. You'll start us off.
1: All right, for my last one was mentioned by the People's Honorable Mention, and this is Jaws. I thoroughly enjoy this game. It's probably one of my favorite um, hidden movement games aspect. We have talked about this before in other podcasts. It is such a wonderful, tight game by Prospero Hall that does feel thematic to the movie. Uh, especially the first part when you're you're playing as the shark or you're playing as the hunters trying to find the shark before it eats everybody. Mm -hmm. Ah, it feels so good. And then when you're the shark and you eat everybody and get as much points as possible, it really is a phenomenal game by Prosper. One of their first ones under uh when they were with Ravensburger for a little bit. I love the component's quality in this one. I have a great time playing it. I still personally prefer the first part of it more so than the second part of it sure. because that's a little bit more random and luck of the draw kind of situation yeah. than it is on the first part, but so good. Jaws by Prospero Hall. All
0: right. Unpopular opinion by JDWBG. Shark Island is better, worst, rulebook, game. great game. I haven't played it. The cover's amazing. It. Yeah, the cover looks yeah. good. Yeah. And my final one is in the Oniverse. It's the only nautical one. Yeah, not, not this was obvious. Nautilion. Nautilion, yeah. Yeah. And um or Nautilion, I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, it's it's the nautical one. If there was one that could unseat um Oniram for my favorite one of the series, this is the one.
1: This is not the one that has the dice, right?
0: This, the, Well, there's a few that have the dice. Arion and this both have dice. Okay. The way this works is that you're rolling three dice. Uh, you have your ship on one side. Uh, there's a series of tokens that go around that are numbered from one to nine. I think there's like four of each. And then there's uh, the bad ship that's on the other side of this path. And you're going in opposite directions. And so you roll your three dice. One will be your movement. One will be the bad ship's movement. And the third one will be placed on this card where if if you put too low of a number or too high of a number, I forget exactly which one, it'll penalize you. Oof. Yeah, or I'm sorry, too low of a number. If it's too low, it'll penalize you. So, because the idea is that you want to move, oh no, it's high, it would be high. Yeah, because you want to try and move along and you want to be able to get to the point where you're taking up the correct tokens. Like, let's say I pick a number four, right? I put that on my ship. But then from that point, I can only pick up tokens that are adjacent to the number four, so that would be um, like th- two and six or whatever the two that are adjacent to it. Okay. And so you're trying to just fill your ship with the nine tokens that you need. But the sh- the bad ship that's moving in the opposite direction, any spots that it lands on, it removes those tiles as well. So if you ever get to the end of the sh- to the end of the line, or the bad ship ever gets to the end of the line before you have those, you lose. So it's a cool little puzzle of, like, you roll the three dice and all you have to do is figure out which one goes here, which one goes there, and which one you get penalized for, depending on the number, and it's a really smart game. Incredibly simple, really smart, has, like, six boards that you can use, has extra, of course, many, many expansions that you can use. As always, it was pretty great. All right, so uh, let's tell the story of Lexi B. I'm going to read this out loud for our viewers, Okay. probably uh, damning me, but that's okay. Uh, it says when you duped me into playing the game, telling me it was a deck building game, which is true. It is a deck building game. It sounded interesting, but you left out the really one really important point. It at the end of three hours that I sat there with you and constructed my deck. We stopped and played. <laughs> stopped and you said, "That's it." I thought we were building the deck to play a card game. <laughs> what what sick um, expletive? would make me play, make a game out of building a deck and call it good. That's like making a five-star diner with the best ingredients. And when you're done cooking and your stomach is growling like a a Yeti and you toss
1: it in the trash and go to
0: sleep. (laughs)
1: Well, technically you're not wrong. It is a deck builder. And, and but if some if, if someone is like used to playing like Magic and you know deck construction, right, a,
0: a pre-constructed deck game.
1: Yes, I
0: get that. Uh yeah, Summer Camp amazing game. Love weird. that game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So, before we get any more off topic on this podcast, I uh, want to let everybody know we are giving away a copy of Horrified American Monsters. All you have to do is be a follower to get a on Twitter on Twitch, Twitch and sub- YouTube to get a, a free a, ticket a free yeah. ticket for each one of those as well as when you can email us at everyday board games podcast at tw- everyday board games 2020 at gmail.com yep. and say in the subject line horrified and then in the body you take the secret word. You want to tell the people who the secret word is?
0: Yeah, Uh our secret word this
1: week is Champy. Can you explain to them what Champy is? So, since we're giving away horrified American monsters, it's about cryptids. Yep. So, if you're familiar with cryptids, most people will know who Champ or Champy is. Yeah. It is the Loch Ness monster of Lake uh Champlain, I believe, is what it's called. Okay. And so, it's supposedly a lot like the Loch Ness monster, but in America. Yeah.
0: So even if you misspell it, we're not too worried about it. We'll know what you're talking about. Champ E. All right. So, yeah, that is our keyword. We'll give it again maybe at the end. We'll, yep. Maybe we'll be nice.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. But now let's get into the debate. Today we are going to be, be debating eight games. The the way that we find these eight games is we go on to BoardGameGeek.com, pick either a category, a designer, an artist, a publisher, a mechanism, one of those topics, and find the top-rated games of that category. At that point, we take the eight that are highest ranked that you and I have both played, mm-hmm. and we take those and we put them in our bracket. This is a like a football league bracket that we're going to be debating each one round per round, the highest seed versus the lowest seed. And this week, since it's nautical-themed, our number one seed that both of us have played is our number one seed, Underwater Cities... And that is going to go up against
1: the number eight seed, Aquatica.
0: And our number two seed,
1: Lahav. Going up against our seven seed, Deep Sea Adventure.
0: Our number three seed, Raiders of the North Sea.
1: Going up against our six seed, Century
0: Eastern Wonders. And our final bracket, our number four seed, Amerigo.
1: Versus our number five seed, Jamaica.
0: All right. So that'll be our, our brackets that we're going to be debating on. As always, we take five different criteria when we debate on these. The, the first always has ease of play. Ease of play is how simple the game is, uh, how simple and familiar the mechanisms are, uh, the likelihood of getting it to the table, either by theme or by familiarity of mechanisms, and whether it's prone to analysis paralysis. If it's really good, if you can give some deep thought without having to think so stressfully, like chess, or completely arbitrarily like other games where you have too many good options, well then, there you go. That's ease of play. And have a good night, LexiBee. Thanks for joining us.
1: The next one is replay value. This means the length of time and how well it scales on whether it's two or four players, or more, depending on how much it holds. Does it extend the time, or does it play relatively the same all the way around? Next up is minimum number of plays for full experience. This means we're talking about a campaign game. It's probably going to have... More chances to win this category because you have more chances to play it to get the full experience, whereas you're playing something like Hive, and it's pretty much the same game every time. As well as expandability. Already existing expansions, up to one possible future expansions. Uh, Our space bases are always go-to here. We assume there was a a volume one. We were assuming there was a volume two. They just announced it. Or confirmed by the designer or publisher. Uh, This one as well as Wingspan. They already said they were going to do an expansion for every single continent. So, there you go. Yep.
0: And the next one is a meaningful choice. How well can you impact other players' strategies? How well can you affect your long-term goals and strategies in the game? And finally, uh, do arbitrary choices make an impact on the gameplay? And so, the first two are obvious, like direct uh, strategy, how well you can impact yourself and or other players um, if you're playing multiplayer solitaire that's kind of a knock for, mm-hmm. for meaningful choice because what I do doesn't matter to you at all Yeah. but really the arbitrary choices and that that can go both ways, you could have either too many good choices or too many bad choices where the choices simply just don't matter, And that's true either way if, if every option is good then it doesn't matter what you pick because you're going to be a fine
1: you know, so Uh, that's obviously a knock to it, if that happens. And the next one on our list here is Game Immersion. Does the game fit the category best, or does the theme match the mechanism? Uh, Next up is Player Interaction. This includes table talk and role-playing. Are you really getting into it? Are you feeling how much you love this character you're playing as? Uh, Case in point, we just played um, Lost Ruins of Arnak, with the most recent expansion that had you playing different characters as expedition leaders and we had a blast doing it and we were really getting into the characters that we were playing as as well as memorable moments what are those things that are going to make you stand up at the table and have a loud bellow to say you've done something great
0: exactly and our final one is art and production those break down into three spots uh, the art obviously which we know is subjective but some are just very clearly obviously better than others Uh, the pieces and components um, how consistent they are uh, What what materials they use From it um, Like cards being bent up If it's flimsy, do the cards shuffle Are Plastic the cards really thin right. Instead of, you know, good Yeah, exactly And then finally the graphic design And that goes into a lot of things uh, The graphic design of the box uh, As well as colorblind friendly Is it one of those Is it is it uh, friendly to the eyes You know how well is iconic. it a wall of text? Is iconic. It iconic, heavy? Yeah, there's a lot of factors that can go into it, which we'll be discussing.
1: And if all else fails and we can't come to an agreement, this is where it's important for you to go at the Board Game Revolution podcast and put in your vote on the poll. Because when it all said and done, if we can't make a decision, you're the tiebreaker. Whichever game is higher rated goes into it.
0: I'm gonna do a little quick show and tell of what I mean by graphic design. Oh, here we go. No, this is very quick because I just read the rules for this game and I'm excited to play it. But look at that card, you tell me that's ugly. Oh, that is ugly. Yeah, I'm gonna show the viewers here. This game is a game called uh, Oven Ray the Card Game. It's washed out. Wow, it is washed out. Let me show the viewers because that's a lot of empty space on this card, and that's a lot of awkward. And it's supposed to be like a grid style that does not show that well. This has got to be one of the ugliest cards. And, yeah, it's well, a Reiner Canizia well, game. What do you expect? No, well, Super Meeple makes generally decent stuff. What do you notice strange about these cards?
1: They're not normal card size. No, they're
0: awkwardly wider than normal card size. Yeah.
1: They're a little more squarish than rectangular. Yeah,
0: yeah, they are. And they're supposed to be different colors for this. So you see what we mean. That can be very bothersome, and especially if it's not colorblind friendly. And welcome back to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host. <laughs>
1: Why, why'd you have to go and show those ugly colors? It broke the internet. <laughs> it broke the internet.
0: All right. Reiner
1: well. Kinezia's Amin Ra broke the internet.
0: Amin Ra the card game, but here's the thing. it. Was, you can't blame Kinezia for the graphic design. That wasn't his doing. That was Super Meeple, the publishing company. That's their doing. Still. Shame on them. Broke it. Breaking our internet. And for 25, 2,500 customers, that's not nice. No. Shame on you, Superman. <laughs> okay. We could, we could. All right, so, yeah, we're back. Sorry about that outage. Uh, we had an internet outage here at our filming studio, and, um, yeah, it, it is what it is, So, but we're back, and we're going to jump straight into it. Um, I'm not even going to continue where I left off because I'm afraid I would have to show the cards again. and nope, gonna, no, no, yeah, no. We don't want no. that to happen, so we're just going to jump straight into the debate. So our first round is going to be Underwater Cities versus Aquatica. And Daniel, I'll be starting us off on this debate.
1: You get Aquatica.
0: That's good because I actually think between the two, I do think Aquatica, believe it or not, I think should move on. And that's because Aquatica is... First off, it was picked as a Dice Tower Essential, okay. which, you know, most of those are, tend to be hits. More hits than misses, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, I do tend to like those quite a bit. But this was one of those instant, as soon as I played it, I, I wanted to buy it, games. The mechanisms and how you play, it's very simple to understand after a while. The combo-tastic nature of it is one thing that scratches a really fine itch that very few designers can pull off. Where one thing triggers another thing, which lets you do another thing, and then you're comboing about five different things on your turn, it's brilliant how it works. I I think it's amazing art, wonderful production value with the with the little manta rays with the icons on I also
1: them. do have to say
0: easier to play. Easier to play, yeah. The graphic design is really solid. All those icons, once you know what they mean, makes a lot of sense, you know. There's only like one like tiny little drawback to it that I would say, and that's um there there's one row of cards or something that I, I forget exactly what it is, where if you do a certain action you don't have to like trade them out, whereas in every other instance you do have to trade something. Mm-hmm. I forget which one that is, but it's such a minor detail. Yeah, that I just remember it wasn't immediately intuitive. Other than that, it's a phenomenal game, and I I do think it should move on. This is my pick
1: between the two. Um, I have to argue Underwater Cities, and a lot of the ways, I can't really disagree with what you've just said. I think Underwater Cities is still a good game. I really, really enjoy um, the way Underwater Cities play. Uh, You know I love worker placement games. I think they're probably my go-to mechanism that when we talk about ease of play, familiarity of the mechanism, they're always the ones that are going to grab me because I'm very familiar with them. I really enjoy them. I also like the fact that it's a nice twist to a worker placement because you're gonna play where your worker is gonna go, but you got to make sure you have the card that matches it for you can get that power, and you're setting up this little nice engine as well because you're like, okay, I get this, and then this is gonna start producing this, and if I'm gonna do this and play this part, then I can start producing this, and I can combo all of these. Right. I love that part of it. However, it's a really long game if you're gonna play this game, you're going to be invested in this game. It is a long, long game, but it's so, so fun.
0: And it is good. Out of all of the longer ones from CGE, of all people, I do like it. It has a lot of really fun stuff and I would gladly play it again. You know what
1: hurts hurts it for me? Underwater Cities? They have another worker placement game that they just recently came out with, and we talked about it earlier, that we played the expansion to it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to have to choose between those two, I'm oh, going to choose Austin, Lost Ruins absolutely. of Arnak hands absolutely.
0: down. Yeah. So, let's break down the five criteria because I don't want to just my initial response is that I think Aquatica wins and goes on, but that I think we're just we just both like it better. So, let's double check it and make sure that that's really what it is. So, immediately, obviously, uh Ease of play goes to aquatica yeah hands down um what about replay value
1: i think the length of time in scaling well is um very good uh, just give me one sec my mother-in-law decides this time of all times to start messaging me <laughs> uh, the length of time is a lot shorter in aquatica that game plays a lot faster um and to full counts. If you're playing a full game of Underwater Cities, you could be there for like three hours. Right. Aquatica, if you're playing a four-player game of that, an hour, hour and a half maybe. Yeah. Uh, minimum number of plays to get the full experience. Uh, I, that's tough. That's tough. Underwater Cities changes a little bit. Aquatica, just because of how big the stack of cards is, yeah. I would consider that one a wash, really. Okay, that's fine. expandability, uh, then... Expendability. Uh, I don't know how many um, expansions Underwater City has. I know Aquatica has one.
0: Yes, I believe so.
1: No, I, I know so because I own it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't know if any have been announced. And I so.
1: know Underwater City has one for sure. But I can do this quick and check it up. Okay.
0: While yeah. you're doing that, let's go ahead. and uh, I'll skip to the next one. That's right. Um, meaningful Choice, I do think that would go to underwater
1: cities yes underwater cities does have a lot more meaningful choice you're really beholden to like the card flips um in right aquatica Aquatica. whereas you have a lot more choices so one as well so both of them only have one expansion okay
0: all right
1: so those are so So replay value is a wash. Well, no. No, because we considered Mona, and then Length of Time was Aquatica, so that's two right now. Meaningful Choice is two to one. Game Immersion.
0: Uh, Neither are very thematic, but I mean, Aquatica definitely isn't thematic.
1: No, it is not. So, uh, you do feel like you're building your cities and your resources no. and getting them connected so i can feel the game fits the category best there is a bit more um player interaction and in, i believe aquatica because i i think i may know because more, you you got the i will say
0: there's more memorable moments, moments in aquatica. aquatica
1: the the blocking the other person is probably you're more right likely to impact uh the player interaction yeah um art production aquatica aquatica, yeah. <laughs> aquatica
0: so that means aquatica moves on all right it's rare that we get a number a number eight seed upsetting a one yeah especially on the first round but there it is aquatica moves on
1: all right our next up is our number two seed lahav versus seven deep sea adventure
0: that's right
1: are we gonna get another upset
0: let's find out so daniel i will be starting off this next round I just flipped a coin of doom. Now we're going into the cup of doom. I have to argue for Lahav.
1: Okay, <laughs> which you're happy so, about, aren't you?
0: Uh, no, because I actually really like both of these, and I know you're having trouble remembering a lot of deep sea adventures. I I, do I, my best. I um, wrote the gist of it. Yeah. Right. So Lahav, um, the it's definitely an Uwe Rosenberg game, and you can oh, tell that yeah. hands hands down because of the fact that yes, it's you're you know you're at a harbor. And yes, you're trading in stuff that would commonly be at a harbor, like fish and whatnot. That's about the extent of it. And the only reason that it is considered a nautical theme is because you're at a harbor. <laughs> I mean, and you move the boat around to which actions, but really that's just a timer marker more than anything. So I don't consider that an actual control over that, because if there's just another token, you can still do it. But with that being said, though, even though I don't think it's anywhere near as thematic. I do think it's a fantastic strategy game. Uh, every building that is out, you're knowing what's gonna, you're gonna know what comes out in which order. Mm-hmm. You can only have some available at a time. You have to put them in a specific order, very much because we want to make sure that, you know, that you have access to the easier to get buildings and then goes down to the harder to get buildings in order. But you don't know exactly how those are gonna show up and when, um, other than when people are gonna buy it. All of the resources can upgrade to a better version of themselves, and you can use other people's buildings as work replacement spots, which is super innovative. There's there's a lot to go off of it. Meaningful choice and uh, number of plays for for the experience, replay value is definitely the Hav. Other than scaling, well, it doesn't scale that well. It's a much longer game. Oh yeah, but that's really only it. It has expansions. It has more to do, more variable setup. Deep Sea Adventure, technically the whole map is a variable setup, but it doesn't change how you play. You're always going to play the same game every time. So, when it comes down to it, I do think Lahav should move on.
1: Yeah, I can't really disagree with you. Um, We're having little technical issues. Again, it has to do with the internet, so we're just trying to trudge through. So, please bear with us. Um, And hello, Illuminous. Thanks for joining us again. uh, Deep Sea Adventure, I, I... This is the one that I have the hardest time remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to look it up real quick. It, I like the fact that it's the push your luck aspect of yes. it. I think it's a really good push your luck game. It does things. And it's a group push your luck. Yeah. Uh, so you're going, you're trying to get as much ruin as possible to get your mm-hmm. points um, and try to spread them around as best as possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's a phenomenal game for what it is. But honestly, when we're talking about like theme matching the mechanism.
0: It, it's more thematic eh. than The Harbor.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'll give you that. But that's also Juve Rosenberg. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go through the criteria. I think they're both good games. But honestly, I agree with you that... Okay, easy play, Deep Sea Adventure. Yes. <laughs> Hands we'll down. That. Replay value? Le Havre. Le Havre. Meaningful choice? Le, Havre. Le Havre. Game immersion? Deep Sea Adventure.
0: Mm. Because it. Pres- because the whole thing is, you're going down as a group.
1: Well, i give you the fact that it does... Their, uh, the, it fits the, the mechanism. It fits the mechanism the best, but and I don't player, think it gets the whole game immersion part of it.
0: Oh, absolutely, because get the the player interaction, because it's all <laughs> a communal press-your-luck thing, you either keep going or you choose... Uh, you, once it turns around, then you see if you survive or not. Like, that is so fun to push people along that line. It's It's awesome. And so much to the point where I'll even give it memorable moments because when me and my son played this, he beat me, here's here our final score, you ready? 57 to zero. I only got a single token out of the entire game and it was a zero. <laughs> and he beat me over the rounds, 57 points. It was ridiculous. It was a wash. It was... It, he still
1: brags about that to
0: this day, and that was probably three years ago.
1: I had the, the problem with this... Moment. It's a memorable moment for you. Deep Sea Adventure is so memorable for me, I had to look it up before we did this debate. It's been
0: a really <laughs> long time since you played it. Yeah, it's
1: been years. Yeah. But and, it's been about two years since and it's I played Lahav.
0: Filler, and that's harder to remember than spending all that mental capacity in order to learn okay, Lahav. Le two
1: years since I last played Lahav, and yeah. I remember it more than I remember yeah, Deep Sea Adventure. You had
0: to put more effort into learning it. That's what I'm saying. It's just naturally that you have put that effort in, you'll probably. Remember. I'll give
1: you game immersion because we yeah. got to get through this, right? Uh, but art, art in production. production,
0: I don't particularly like the art on Deep Sea Adventure, it's no okay, I. and I and I get the different shapes of tiles. But I don't know; it's not all that great. So I would give parts and components. This is probably
1: one of the few times a juve Rosenberg game is going to win our production. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> because y- your workers are discs.
0: Yep. Yep. So Lahav moves on to our number one seed. All right. Our next round will be Raiders of the North Sea, our number three seed, versus number six seed century eastern wonders
1: Ooh, this is a tough one i like both of these games yeah these are both good and you know
0: i don't dislike any of these games that are on this list um i genuinely like all of them
1: i like all of them uh one of them i'm okay with more than anything who's getting this one
0: uh you'll be starting us off
1: i get century eastern wonders you're not happy about that are you actually i could care less Oh, okay. I like Century. Yeah, you for the difference. <laughs> I personally prefer Century Golm edition just cuz it's more colorful. Sure. I can see it better. But they're pretty much the same. And Eastern Wonders works because you are moving ships yep, around the absolutely. board. Um uh, it's
0: personalized. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely
1: not. A it's problem. a it's a great game. Uh, abstractic when it comes to the theme, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, case in point They made a whole other game and it still fits Because you're basically mine carts instead of ships yep. So that's a knock against it But yep. it's still a solid game Especially for a pickup and deliver game mm-hmm. You're going around like a, the islands Which is a modular board in a sense You make the board itself You just have to make sure you have the same points um, But yeah, so good art on it for this one is it's pretty good it's really good production style my only issue is with the the spices mm-hmm. two of them are really close to the same color green, and the thing green. is like for me personally I can actually separate stuff yeah. usually when I'm playing the games and if I got a red on this side and a green on this side it works but this game you can't do it because you need it's the upgrade factor. So if I'm doing this, I got to upgrade to this. If I'm doing this, I got to upgrade to this. Yeah. They have to be in a row for you could figure it out. That's the only knock I really have for Century Wonders, is the colors. Um, or Eastern Wonders is because of the colors. Overall, this is one of the most solid games on this list. Yep. Yeah. For as small of a box it comes in, too, mm-hmm. it is probably one of the smallest games, other than Deep Sea Adventure. Yeah. has some of the best art in the game, like on the cards and stuff like that, but it's going against uh, Shem Phillips, Raiders of the North Sea, which is a phenomenal game right. too. Uh, this one's going to be tough for me, but Eastern Wonders is, is going to put up a fight, I think. Okay.
0: Yeah, so Raiders of the North Sea, obviously you said it earlier, Shem Phillips, it's what it's kind of what put him on the map, the map really. Yeah. It really was, because out of the North Sea um, games, this is the one that gets the most praise. By mm-hmm. far, because it's just that well-known. And this game, believe it or not, this was actually taught to me in a bar. <laughs> I actually played this in a bar. It was the weirdest thing. It was at a convention and meeting with some people, and we sat down and we played it, and it was genuinely fun, and I enjoyed it. And I don't normally tend to have fun in a bar. Because <laughs> like, I don't drink, so I'm just around drunk people. But no, this was this was a neat game. Uh, I was sold on, on the series because of this game. And so what i like about it is that it's the the whole like it's almost kind of like worker placement like you put your stuff out and, and you upgrade your workers as you're moving them out farther down the sea you're trying to get better workers for different different situations so not only do you have to contend with placing your workers out and hopefully your opponents won't you also have to make sure that you have the right resources that can go to the next spot um with that being said, it's definitely not nautical as far as the gameplay goes. No. It don't,
1: it, on, <laughs> here's my big issue with the nautical part of Raiders of the North Sea. <laughs> you play on one side land. Yes. Then you play a couple times at harbors. Yep. And then you're raiding the other land. Yeah, yeah it's
0: more about <laughs> raiding. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely... More of the raiding part of the, the North uh, Sea.
1: So, like, some of the other games, now, I haven't played them, but Shipwrights of the North Sea and Explorers of the North Sea probably more nautical than right. the, this one is.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm certain they are. It would not be hard. Deep <laughs> Sea Adventure is more nautical than this, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's not what we're arguing. Um, as far as it having the cult following, there's a reason it's ranked this high. Um, that whole worker replacement, worker upgrading, whatever you want to call it, that's a very intriguing concept. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would pass by. I think we're going to have to break it down.
1: Yeah, um, I do have to make mention about this that I, I recently heard this on the Dice Tower Top 100. Shim Philip does interesting things with worker placement. This one, you mm-hmm. pick one up, you put one down, you get both rewards. Mm-hmm. Depending on the color of them, you look at Architects of the West Kingdom, you get all your workers, and then. That's something you don't really see all the time. You right. usually have to get more workers by doing his spots and buying them and stuff like that. In Paladins of the West Kingdom, your workers are basically your currency in that mm-hmm. one. So I like what he's doing with worker placement games. Yeah. But yeah, let's do the breakdown for this one. Raiders of the North Sea versus Century Eastern Wonder. Which is easier to play?
0: Uh, Century.
1: Century, hands uh-huh. down. Yeah. yeah. Even with the fact that this one is technically uh, higher than complexity level than the original century where it's just card play and upgrades and buying cards. This one you got a little pickup and deliver. Not that bad. Nope. Uh, moving on to replay value. Uh, oof. Raiders of the North Sea does have a couple expansions. Yes,
0: it does. And it has
1: one expansion that it adds the two other games in the series into one big giant game. Right, right. So that's (laughs) that's interesting
0: right yeah because if you have all three in the trilogy you could play seven different games yeah which is that i mean maybe that's considered an expansion at that point you know yeah so well actually
1: now that you mention it yeah century allows you to combo those but i'm talking about raiders has one expansion that ties in all three of the big games, so talk about a grandiose right. game too. So
0: yeah, I don't think I'd ever want to play. That, to <laughs> no. Be no, that sounds awful. So, but that's that's one expansion versus technically two expandalones. Yeah, for a century, um, length of time scaling well, definitely century. Oh yeah, um, and minimum number of plays. That's tough. Probably
1: Raiders. Probably Raiders because of the cards, the different crews that yeah. you can get. Um, Although the board doesn't change all that much. Yeah, not really. No.
0: Versus, but then again, realistically, no, century. all it is is just where the tiles are. You lay, take, that that cube, staying, but, take that cube and take that cube. Yeah, okay. So, uh, replay value we'll give to Raiders.
1: Yeah, sounds good to me. Meaningful choice. Oh. <laughs> this one's tough. Let's go back to this one. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> rewrite it. Game Immersion.
0: Um, I mean, there's no theme in Century Eastern Wonders, so I would have to give that to Raiders. I'd give that to Raiders,
1: too. Art and production. Century, I think. Ooh, that one's one's hard for me. Art and production, I think, has to go to Raiders. The art, subjective, I think the art is better in Century. Yeah. I think it is better. I'm not going to lie. The pieces and components, I think they're better in Raiders of the North Sea. Again... I have issue with those cubes, and I've known you struggle a little bit with them yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, right. you don't really have that issue with the Raiders uh, pieces. Right. When we're talking about gra- uh, so for me, pieces and components go to Raiders. Okay. And yeah. it's good cardstock. It's good. Uh, the board's sure. nice. It's readable on the board itself. You know where everything is, and what even with the icons, it's still you're right. able to get it. Um, the graphic design
0: graphic design I like I actually like better in century but that's myself it, it that's not because it's unclear the only knock that I have against raiders if I'm not mistaken is when you put down uh, when you put down certain workers the it it is fairly icon heavy and when you take things the timing is a little weird as well but that's not that's not really a knock on the graphics yeah yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with calling it a wash, but if you want to call it for either one, I'm, I'm okay with that too. I, I can't pick a side either way.
1: Yeah, alright, uh, right now, it's what, let's see, one, one, well, two. so we have to make a decision unless we're going to go meaningful choice and then it just goes to a wash.
0: Hmm, that is tough. Well,
1: actually, for... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. That is very tough, isn't it? Yeah. For me personally, I think Raiders wins aren't production just barely.
0: <laughs> you think Raiders? Okay. Is yeah. it for the art or for the pieces and components or the graphic design?
1: Uh, for me, it's the pieces and components and the graphic design for Raiders of the North Sea.
0: Okay. Lu- Illuminus voted for Raiders. You know what? All right, I'm all for it. Yeah. All right, Let's so. Move on.
1: We'll move raiders on. Okay. <clears throat> Honestly, that was that was a tough one. That that hurt. <laughs>
0: it really, genuinely did. But it, I I don't speaking disagree. of a tough one. I want to try and make a counter argument against it, but I don't think I can. Like I really do. Yeah. I I I can't disagree that everything you're saying is correct on for this once. <laughs> don't let it go to your head now. Because it's just this once.
1: Remember, I'm always right. Just everybody else disagrees.
0: <laughs> and our last bracket will be Amerigo versus Jamaica. This one hurts me more. And I'll be starting this off. Which one am I starting with? Jamaica. Jamaica. Okay. I have to argue against the Feld. But I can do it. Because Jamaica is definitely sim- or simpler oh, yeah. of a game. Oh, because it's yeah. effectively a race, but not really. At the same time, you're racing to get points and, and gold and loot and whatnot. But you're doing that during the game as well. Mm-hmm. So just because you end up being the first to finish doesn't mean you're going to win. Now, <laughs> uh, I was listening to the podcast uh, with with the Top 100 for the Dice Tower. Yeah. And Z Garcia made a reference to Jamaica. And he was like, look... It was like, everything is fair. You know I have a loaded cannon. We all know what's expected here. You chose to pick a fight with me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It seems like one of the more thematic pirate games.
1: It, it really does feel thematic.
0: It, it's. I think out of those, it does make the most sense as far as theme. Um, it is definitely a nautical game. Definitely more than Amerigo. And that's even saying something. because is more exploration. You're, you're like, yeah, it's exploration. Uh, you're almost a cartographer, but you do have to sail between the islands. Yeah, like yeah. Um, but man, it—it's—I it, don't think Jamaica is as fair as <laughs> as Amerigo. And what I mean by that is, Amerigo is a very strong yeah game.
1: Yeah, but I mean, uh, art, art. Okay, production. Let me let me just say okay. this between the two games, with Amerigo and Jamaica, Jamaica is more fun if you yes. just want like that that party game atmosphere and a tight board game. Yes. But Amerigo, the it's a better game, game yes. much better game. Okay,
0: I agree with that. So, uh, let's talk about, let's just break it down real quick just to make sure. Easy play, Jamaica. Jamaica. Replay value, Amerigo. Uh, Yep, because you use the same map each time. The so, only thing is expandability though for Jamaica. Jamaica has an expansion,
1: expansion,
0: yeah. Which I own it for some reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Meaningful choice,
1: hands down, America.
0: America, yep. No ifs, ands, or buts. Game immersion, Jamaica. Jamaica. And
1: Art in Production, Jamaica. Okay, Jamaica, Jamaica moves, moves on. on. That was simpler than we thought, but ouch. Yep, yep, that hurt a little bit. Though, I do have to say, for Art production, Production, America's probably one of the best looking Feld games.
0: It is, it is. Queen definitely did a great job on it. And especially. And the cube tower is good too. Yeah,
1: and not only that, it's a good looking one. I think it's better looking than Merlin.
0: Yes, I agree with that. And
1: that was and Marigo was the one that was printed before Merlin.
0: My only production problem that I really dislike about um Amerigo is the fact that when you lay out the tiles, you lay them out randomly, but certain islands can't have above a certain area. So you have to rotate tiles to where that works, and that might cause other tiles to be not functional as well. I never liked that. Like, I, it, it's a small thing during setup, and it doesn't affect the gameplay itself. It's just, it's. I feel like there could have been a better way to do that somehow, but I don't know what. Um, obviously, if Stefan Feld made it, it's got to be perfect.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, there's probably no other better way. So, with that being said, let's move on to our second
1: round. But before we do, Daniel, how many votes did our eliminated games get? So, we're going to start with our lowest eliminated game, which was Deep Sea Adventure. And it got nothing. No votes. (laughs) No votes. Follow that up with the six seed Century Eastern Wonders that was also eliminated. No votes. Moving on to our number four seed, Amerigo, which was one vote. Mm Mm-hmm. And finally, the last one that was eliminated was our number one seed, Underwater Cities, which was our highest vote-getter. Four.
0: Sorry, Underwater Cities. No love today. Our next round, we are going Lahav versus Aquatica.
1: I know which one I want to move on, but...
0: We'll find out. Daniel, you will be going first.
1: Let's see which one I got to argue. Of course. <laughs> Le Havre. Le Havre. The Harbor, folks. The mm-hmm. Harbor. The
0: Harbor. Uh, no, it's La Havre. And let me tell you why. There <laughs> oh, is a city.
1: Here we go. No,
0: there is a city called La Havre. That is the name of the city. You don't come into Las Cruces and go, oh, we're in the city. The Crosses. You don't You don't translate the city name. There's actually a city called La Havre, which this is what what it's based off of. So, no, it's not the harbor. It's the harbor. No, that's what the city's <laughs> title. This game is based off of the city, Lahav. You do not change that. It's Lahav. <laughs> the harbor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into this. Um, this was a tough one for me because I know which one I like more. But Lahav is such a smart game, too. Yes. And, and there's a reason why it's a lot of people's favorites. It's number two on our list. Mm hmm. If I had played Concordia, it would be number three on our Mm -hmm. list. So, yeah, it is a good game. I have a really good time playing it. For me, it's not going to win art production, and it's not going to win ease of play. Mm -hmm. The one thing you cannot argue is that this wins Meaningful Choice hands down. Right. This has a lot of of, uh, Meaningful Choice in here based on am i gonna pay you to use your building am i gonna use my resources to buy that building this way because i know you kind of want that building because it's powerful therefore you have to pay me to use my building uh if i build that one there is just so many choices however this game can be long even a two-player game it took us and mind you this was like our first game it almost took us two hours just to play this game but it's so good but Honestly, worker placement game with discs. Come on. We we have Meeples. Yep. This was created after Meeples. Come yes, on.
0: It was significantly after. <laughs> Not even just like a couple of years. No, yeah. this was a
1: significant So amount of time. I for both of these games, I really I like them for different reasons. I just like Aquatica because it's faster, quicker and I get a good game. Harder,
0: better. Faster, <laughs> no, stronger. no,
1: we're not. No, we're not going to get demonetized because your love for um, whatever their name is—I can't think of it right now. Those of you who know you, know, you know. I just can't think of the name. They broke up, anyways. When? <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm kidding. I totally know this. It was a sad day. But uh, so no, they lost all respect <laughs> for me when they worked with Kanye no they didn't work with him
0: he he licensed their music and remixed it and called it his own they didn't work with him so no sir they no. could have sued him no they, he licensed it it was yeah, I know. like he didn't do
1: anything wrong I'm just saying
0: he made it worse
1: Yeah. yeah. alright so getting back on topic yes Um, I think Aquatica should move on but it's going to be a tough choice with Lahav
0: okay Aquatica. I'm gonna give you the two that are right off the bat ease of play, art and production. Uh-huh. We know those go to Aquatica. That's easy. Um, meaningful choice, obviously, that goes to Lahav. Okay. Game immersion. Neither of them are all that thematic. Mm-mm. I I wouldn't say that I get a good feeling of trading in a harbor, but I don't know if I get more of a feeling of trading in a harbor than I do deep sea diving. Treasure, a, it's
1: treasure hunting. Treasure hunting?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably more treasure hunting than anything. Yeah, because you're right? like,
1: you're trying to get that, and you're like, okay, now I got to try to bank it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, game immersion, but really the player interaction, the memorable moments, is just the combos. Yeah. That's, it's, there's so, it, it's hard to say that a non-specific game, ma- memorable moment is a memorable moment, because it's every time you play it, that is... When you start figuring out those combos and everything you can do, and your turn starts going, then I do this, which causes this, and which does this, and I'll do this, and then I can do this. When you're doing that, that is such a gratifying feeling. That I think that's why it wins. Oh uh, uh, no, immersion. yeah,
1: I, I give you game immersions as well.
0: The replay value, it, it doesn't matter then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that means Aquatica moves on. Man, our
1: eight seed is just climbing. Yeah, that's right it took out love in underwater cities that that is
0: (laughs) but now it has either raiders or jamaica to deal with so let's find out daniel i caught it sideways that doesn't help
1: no it does not
0: it doesn't help people i apologize so daniel i will be leading us off those are the wrong two (laughs) and i will be arguing for either raiders of the north sea or jamaica
1: you get Jamaica again.
0: Good. Because definitely more memorable <laughs> moments. Game immersion. This is there. The theme feels like it. Raiders doesn't feel like you're Vikings. No, you don't. At all. So. To
1: the point they made another skin of it that yeah, feels Raiders just as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Whatever that is. I'm just saying it's not as themat- it's not thematic. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah it's,
1: well, you're still raiding. You're yeah. just not in C it's now. raiding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not in sea. It's over the land. Yeah. On horses.
0: Yeah. You could like totally theme that onto everything. So it's definitely not a nautical game. No. As far as that's concerned. Um, ease of play. It's a raiding game. It, it Ease of play goes to Jamaica. And the production, although Raiders of the North Sea, I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, wooden components, simple stuff. Whereas Jamaica, the the pieces are pretty. The pods you move around, the ships are good. I mean... It, like, the, even the rule book, which a lot of people dislike it, folding out and looking like a map, a treasure map. The I get why they did that. Yeah, but it's, it's thematic, it's cool, but it's not It's not useful. I'm just saying it's cool. It's annoying. It is. It is. I... <laughs> but it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, It and it's not that much of an attract. I don't know. So um,
1: Subterra, neither one of us played. And right. Captain Nemo, which is, or, unless you're thinking like Nemo's Wars, that's uh, a solo game neither one of us played either.
0: Right. Yeah. So just to clarify that for luminous, but no, I think Jamaica needs to move on for all the points that we made before. It's definitely the more fun of the two. More non-gamers are going to get into it because they love that whole, like, this makes you feel like a pirate. Like There's not many games that I play that I feel are both good and super thematic. But this scratch is a really good. Edge Man, like I that. I
1: just wish Dead Man Tell No Tells got on this list because <laughs> I think that one would be. F- it, that's a that's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I can't disagree with you. He's a play. I say Jamaica. Replay value is kind of iffy with both of them. Both have. I think Raiders has one expansion, but again, you have that one big sure. game, so that. Tends and so does Jamaica? Yeah. yeah. So meaningful choice. Now I will say meaningful choice is Raiders yes oh i agree i agree uh game immersion jamaica aren't production jamaica so yeah i agree with you jamaica should move on
0: all right jamaica moves on good job to jamaica and i'm glad that we in our finals jamaica and aquatica we do have genuinely like underwater theming games <laughs> like i mean i know it's not underwater is the theme but it's nautical
1: but at least it's the most thematic out of, the <laughs> out of these yes yeah so, our eliminated, our number three seed Raiders of the North Sea was eliminated. There's that right um, right up there? Right there, one vote. One vote, huh? Yep, there it is. I saw Explorers of the North Sea and got confused. Yep. Uh, and Le Havre, which was our two seed, just got eliminated. And wow, wow, I think zero. Wow. Zero. I thought this would have more love.
0: Uh, apparently doesn't. It
1: does and not. not by us either. <laughs>
0: apparently not. Uh, hey, it made it to the semis. That's true. That's true. All right, our final round will be Aquatica versus Jamaica. Now, uh, if you're a longtime viewer of the podcast, your listener, you understand we do not flip our coin of doom. We just simply do the breakdowns. So this will be a. I think this is going to be much more tough than I think. Mm, oh yeah, we initially realized. Because there's one that I don't know how we're going to compare the two. We're going to have to really, really, like, force ourselves to break it down. And that would be art and production. Because both of them are really good quality games. Oh. But we'll, we'll get to that soon. If we can make a decision beforehand, uh, we will. Is there any that immediately stick out? I don't think one's
1: easier than the other. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, they're pr- both pretty simple. Um, if I have to say anything, I think ease of play should go to Jamaica just because the AP prone of Aquatica at times. Okay. Because you're the, when sometimes they have mm-hmm. to make the choice of fighting this thing or how they have to get their points there. Um, so yeah, I think for me personally, I think Jamaica is just simpler. Because of the AP. So I, because I've run IP. into a uh, couple AP players playing this game.
0: And, and I would also almost give it
1: a uh, likelihood to get to the table. Because people love pirates. Pirates seems. And just before we move on, Illuminous uh, Abyss actually isn't on Board game Geeks, uh Nautica. I haven't played Otis, nor has, I think, I don't think you have played it either. No. Uh, Abyss was on my honorable mentions. Yep. And so, yeah, easy play then. We'll give that
0: point to uh, Jamaica. Jamaica that's right replay value and scaling well
1: There, there's another one that jumps out to me which one uh, I think there's more meaningful choice in Aquatica than Jamaica
0: yes I agree with that okay replay value
1: there's one expansion for both of them
0: okay so length of time and scaling well um, how many players does Jamaica play I don't remember off the top I, of my head I'm six I think is it
1: Five or six. It's, it's, it's got a pretty big count. Yeah. And which, Aquatica, the base, I think is four. Uh, yes. Uh, the expansion, I think, adds five. Okay. So, let's find out real quick. Just to make sure. Two to six, yeah. Two yep. to six, okay. So, so scaling well. Out you know, of the box, Jamaica's already yeah. bigger.
0: Uh, but I do think um, Jamaica
1: takes longer, too. Yeah, it can. Aquatica can be really fast. Yeah, but yeah. 30 to 60 minutes seems about right for Jamaica. It's really just how many people were playing the game. If you're right. playing a 4 player game of Jamaica and a 4 player game of Aquatica, right. Aquatica's going to win slightly. Okay. Um uh, minimum never plays for the full experience though. That would almost definitely be Aquatica. Yeah. Yep. Just because of the different
0: characters you can play as, the different leaders and then all the cards that come With the expansion
1: actually changes in-game scenarios too. Right, but base alone I think still And then since we we both agreed it's one expansion each, so that's a watch. Mm -hmm. So, Aquatica wins replay value? I guess so. Aquatica. Oh, wait. That's on the wrong one. Game Immersion. I would say
0: almost definitely that would be... Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, I can't disagree with you on that one. You do feel like you're a pirate. You can... Yes. If you want to, you could be a pirate. Load up on cannons and go pick fight with the person who has the most yeah. gold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, art. Now we're in art and production. This is our... This is what oh, we decided. Yeah. Art alone. I personally, and I know this is entirely subjective, I personally like Aquatica better. I agree with you on the art there.
1: Okay. Uh, Jamaica, it's just a little too it's, cartoony for and me. And it's fantastic art. Oh, it's great. Jamaica's
0: gorgeous. I just... My personal preference I like Aquatica a little bit better because I love that washed out dark blue. So we're both colorblind, so that's probably an advantage. It helps right? us a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, pieces and components. Okay. So the ships and all the pieces that are in there. I, I don't remember if stock, if it comes with metal coins
1: or not. I don't think it does.
0: Let's take a look at the images real quick. I know it comes with coins. We're going to have to review the photos on Board Game Geek real quick. The ships are cool. The dice are fine. Um, the night and the day cycle is pretty cool. The yep. Yeah, the sundial it doesn't token. look like it because yeah, it looks cardboard like cardboard. Cardboard, yeah, cardboard but tokens. All the pieces are really cool, but Aquatica has the manta rays. Yeah, those manta and rays. And that's double and layer the, board that has a and the, sliding where you get function. sliding effect. That's as well as we, the cardstock's really good too. It is. It is. So, I guess that means pieces and components part of it goes to aquatica which means two out of three right and the graphic design goes to aquatica as well i do agree that means
1: three to two
0: three to two our winner is aquatica
1: i think this is like the first eight seed that went all the way we may have one more We'll, we'll have to review it later yeah how many votes did they get so let's move over to the vote total in jamaica Got no love, it looks like. Nope. No, no votes. And Aquatica was our second best voted on game with three. Wow. So I guess Aquatica wasn't really... Or uh, Aquatic themes or Nautical themes was not really loved on Board Game Revolution.
0: No, not too much. But, you know, I'm okay with Aquatica winning. And I think that the reason it's so ranked as low as it is is because it's still kind of a new game. Where, I mean, it went up against some... It The final was... The 5th versus the 8th seed. Yeah. Need we say more? Um, and the ironic part of it is you and I are Euro gamers. Those are two games... I mean, I'm not saying Aquatica isn't Euro-y. It totally is. But Jamaica definitely isn't. Oh, so, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Um, let's quickly review our contest real quick for our viewers and our listeners. Once again, you have a chance to win a free copy of Horrified American Monsters care of daniel <laughs> <laughs> he's been nice enough to donate it to our first contest they are not a sponsor so no they're it, not came it, it, it
1: came out of my pocket
0: yep that's right came out of your pocket and i would happily reimburse you um so <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe i'll donate a game one of these days As, concert or uh, contest will come out of my pocket
1: sounds good to me um the best way you can get a chance to win this game is you can follow us on twitter twitch and subscribe to us on youtube that gives you a ticket into the contest each as well, one of those. each one of those so that's three tickets right there as well as you can email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com in the subject line say uh, put the in the subject line horrified in the body you do the secret word of the day and what is the key word today Champy. so that's right you put champion in the body Send us that email, and that gives you an additional uh, vote. We got two more episodes before the cutoff, so pay attention and listen out.
0: That's right. Your cutoff is March 11th. So if you're listening to us live, uh, you'll hear quite a few episodes before we pick a winner. But yeah. if you're listening to this on recording, you only got two more
1: episodes two left. Two more episodes, So make yeah. sure you enter that. And... With that being said, let's close it out. All right. So we definitely want to
0: thank every one of our live uh, viewers, especially even with the technical difficulties. Thank Today, you so much for yeah. tuning in. Illuminous, thank you so much. If3, thank you. Uh, JDW Games, or JDWBG. Um Good design, Lexi B. Uh, huh? Lexi, Lexi B. B. Yeah, we want to thank you all for tuning in, and anybody else who listened to it. If you ever want to join us in on a live chat and watch us as we struggle with our technical <laughs> difficulties, <laughs>
1: hey, this time it's not our fault. All right, it's right. the internet provider. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, we want to. We want you to tune in to Twitch TV slash Everyday Board Games, and remember also subscribe there so you're notified when we go on live, and you also have a chance to win that sweet, sweet sealed game.
1: As well as you can find all video re-uploads on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020, and if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean.
0: So if you don't want to reach out to us directly, say hi, give us an idea for a future episode, or... Enter in our contest, email us
1: at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. As well, if you want another token, uh, you can follow us on our Twitter account, at EBG Podcast. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel.
0: And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.